0: to the book of Matthew chapter number 24. And let's have a word of prayer and we'll start right, right back where we were in Matthew. Father, give us wisdom and understanding. Help us, Lord, to see the things that we need to see. Show us all those things we'll give you the praise and the glory and the honor for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I would want to close in one more thing on what we were talking about. Let's go pleased into the Word of God. Let me see where I want to go. To get there. And uh, look at this 12th chapter, I believe, of Revelation, I guess, is where I want to go. Uh, I, I've looked at this, and somebody might disagree with me on it, but I've looked at it. There's a scripture that says, uh, it talks about tribulation is going to be so bad that if God don't shorten it, uh, you know, the whole the whole world would go under basically what it says that's kind of paraphrasing it but I'm saying that all the elect would be destroyed and I've heard preachers preach it I've preached it I've looked at that but I've, I've got a different look at it now I believe the Bible is literal I believe it's right I don't sure. believe there's no nothing to change that's the reason why I go I, I express to you that there's 1260 days for the first half of the tribulation We'll go. I showed you those two witnesses now I want to go to the book of Revelation chapter 12 and I want us to look at this and, and see what God says we'll go to verse 3 and read down and uh, then we'll go further he said and there appeared another wonder in heaven and behold a great dr- a red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head that's a monstrosity for sure and uh I'm not going to get into that today because we're not on that. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven. That will happen. And did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to destroy or devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. That's Christ, of course. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she hath a place prepared of God, that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score. That's twelve hundred and sixty days. Now this is the last half of the tribulation. First half we done talked about. Either God has uh, told us wrong or we have interpreted it wrong. And I have an tendency to believe that I've interpreted it wrong. I don't believe God is changing it and changing His mind. When God said, uh, "Unless you shorten those days, the elect," you know, I believe God knows exactly what it's going to take to keep the devil off from killing every one of them. And so I do believe that the tribulation will be seven years, but because I find the first half, 1260 days. And the last half, twelve hundred sixty days. I mentioned that the other day, and I want to keep that going again to you in your mind. Now we get over to verse thirteen of chapter twelve. It says, "And when the dragon saw that he was cast under the earth, and that's another man. That's a that's a study in the half right there. He persecuted a woman which brought forth a man child. This is chapter twelve. They say uh, has already happened, but it's still future for the fight." And we look at this, but he said in verse 14, And to the woman was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness. That's when the Jews in Matthew 24, when they find the abomination and desolation is, is given, that they are to flee. So flee to the mountains. They can't go back and get anything out of the house that to go. That's for those in Jerusalem and Judea. I can specify that into her place where she is nourished. That's called Petra. I don't know where you've ever studied Petra, but I'll give you some information about Petra sometime or another down the road. For a, and he says she's going to be nourished. How long? For a time. That's one year. And times. That's two. So that's total three. And a half time is a, a half a year. So that's three and a half years. Uh, from the face of the serpent so we believe that it's going to be three and a half years for the first half and three and a half years for the second half and God's got that already figured out and planned out that if he went any further than 1260 years with the tribulation he'd destroy the whole people and he don't want to do that God's got it all figured out now I, I preach that that way now I used to preach it just like every other preacher preaches it that God's going to take off some of that, and then they can't tell you how much He's going to take off. They can't tell you any of that stuff. They can't. And I don't like preaching something that I don't know for sure. But I do know, according to this, twelve hundred sixty years twelve hundred sixty days, and twelve hundred sixty days is a total of seven years on a thirty-day calendar. Amen. And I'm going to hold to that. That's my final decision, and I'm going to hold to it. Amen so let's go back to Matthew chapter 24 in verse 3 we'll, go, we'll move up one we're, we're skipping some stuff of course I'm doing it on purpose I can't get I, I, won't, I ain't going to get you enough to understand what I'm talking about but I do want you to understand how that Matthew's going you can take Matthew Matthew, the reason I like to use Matthew go to Luke get the same stuff that's here in Matthew But Luke has a tendency to go back and forth. He puts in a part here and a part there. Uh, Matthew seems to be more chronological than any of the others. Although he don't don't line up with it all the way. And I'll show you when we get there. But uh, we're not going to get there today. But in chapter 24, verse number 3. Now we've done the scene that these disciples have come and now they're going to talk to him. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives... We know where that's at. It's, it's right over from Jerusalem and the Mosque of the Omar or the dome. They call it the Dome of the Rock. It's a Muslim temple and with a Muslim graveyard. And it's sacred. He said the disciples came unto him privately, personally. They came there. I don't know how many of the disciples are. Some preachers say that it was Matthew, I mean it was uh, James, John, Uh, and James, and I'm not even going to tell you how many of us there, because I don't have it. It might tell me in Luke, but right now off the top of my head, I can't tell you who was there. But it said privately. Now, privately means they come out from the crowd. They're there just with him, saying, and here's what they want to know. Tell us, here they had three questions. Number one, tell us when shall these things be? Question number one, tell us when shall these things be? That's question number one. Question number one is, what shall be the sign of thy coming? See that? Question number two, and what shall be the sign of thy coming? Question two. Question three is, and uh, what is a sign of the end of the world? Got something? Um,
1: it's uh, unrelated, but it is. It's one of those things out of Daniel that I picked up on. Was that the the uh, dream being revealed? The uh, interpretation of the dream was the, the reason was so that Nebuchadnezzar could know the uh, thoughts of his heart.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, that was he's trying to do this too here because them Jews. Remember I read you a while ago that I'm not going to have nothing to do with you no more till you say, blessed of he, come in the name of the Lord. He's not going to deal anything with them anymore on their side until they repent and call on him. Right.
1: It just shows me that Nebuchadnezzar was thinking of those things.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, they are too, yeah. He wanted
1: those answers. Yeah. And that was part of the reason why the dream was revealed. That's right. To show him... The thoughts
0: of his heart. Yeah, well see that's what's happened all the way through the scriptures. God puts that all in there. That that's what makes the book so good. <laughs> Amen. That's the that's the apple in the pie.
2: Amen.
0: All right. So here's what they give three questions. Tell us then, or tell us when shall these things be. Number two, what shall be the sign of thy coming? And number three, what's the end? What's the sign of the end of the world? Gotta remember, Jews require signs. You and I like them, too, but we're to live by faith. We're not to have to. we not. We shouldn't have to be looking at something. Something to believe it. We ought to accept it because God said it. Amen. All right. Here we are. The Lord now, and he and he does through Matthew. He starts trying to answer them. Through, and he does the whole twenty fourth chapter of Matthew will answer those three questions. You get through, you're going to be able to see uh, when these things are going to be. When. Now, chapter 24, don't deal with the rapture till you get way on in it. He's not dealing with the rapture here. So we don't know when the rapture is. It, it's imminent, but we can't put a time on it. The Lord don't even know. The Father only. And then... the. What shall be the sign of thy coming? What, what, what are we looking for to know that you're coming? And what's going to be the sign of the end of the world? They're wanting signs. Now, Matthew starts laying out his book, and he says in verse number 4, chapter 1 and 2 deals with a historical view of the whole chapter uh, uh, dealing with the Olivet Discourse. And uh, verse 3 Deals with the questions that's asked of the disciples, and uh, so he he begins to deal with that, and, and you'll see it as you go through it, and uh, you can get it all figured out, amen. <clears throat> and then it then they come out with the one more question: What's going to be the sign of the end uh, of of the world? He didn't say end of the earth, end of the world. There's four, I mean three different words in the Greek, that deal with world. I preached that one time way back yonder, and uh, I got them. They're all here in this chapter, uh, but I'm not going to give them to you today either because we'll get tied on them. I want to see these, get these other things. So they're asking these questions. They're wanting to know from the Lord. Now, Matthew don't uh, answer them in the same order that they've asked him, but he does answer them and they want to know when the end times are going to begin and so forth They're going to, they are want to know when the temple is going to be destroyed and what's going to be your sign and when will you come and what will the sign of your coming be so Matthew starts off with verses 4 through 6 we're going to look at those three those three verses and Jesus answered and said unto them take heed that no man deceive you As simple these this verses 4 and 6, I classify them as general characteristics of the church age. Uh, actually, just to what you see happening and living in a world that's just like it is in a natural world, and it's things that happen in natural life. And we're facing those things. He said, take uh, and said... Unto them, take heed that no man deceive you. Don't let nobody tell you anything different what I what's here. He said, for many shall come in my name. That's been happening for age after age after age. Yes, you had all kinds of Christ and antichrist. He said, I am the Christ. Or after, of which uh, Not him. He said, they'll say, I am the Christ and shall deceive many. I've heard that all my life. I can name you some. We've seen them drinking Kool-Aid and die. Get on a hellbop comic. Wrap themselves up in plastic and suffocate themselves. You know, you're seeing that. You, This is just a typical thing that you're going to see during the church age. And uh, so you see that. That's verses... Uh, number four through six. He said in verse number six, and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. How many of you remember when you never heard of a war? Just as a young boy, I come out of, uh, uh, my daddy was in in World War II and I've had and heard wars ever since then. That's just typical things you're going to have. Amen. See that you be not troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end's not yet. So, I said, we're going to have a war. We have a war. Well, there is a time to look at that. But it's not right now because we done had it. Well, it could be now. Then in verse number seven, uh, he kind of changes. Verse number seven and eight tells you what's going to happen at the end of the age that we're living in. Not the church, at the end of the age that we are living in right now. He says, for nation shall rise against nation. We're seeing that. And kingdom against kingdom. Now what does that mean in them two, two things? It means you're going to have world war. I want to remind you of this. I don't know nothing about the World War I except what I've heard and read and studied in history and people told me. But there were people I know that thought that the world was coming to an end when World War I came. Because I've heard people say that that's what they thought. When World War II come, the world got more religious than it ever had been. And they got to looking for the Lord to come. We ain't had that sense. When the when 911 happened and the towers fell, people kind of turned a little bit toward God, but not much. Remember? Well, he says, "For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom." Why do I believe that's a world war that they're talking about? Because it says, "And there shall be famines. Famines follow war, and pestilence follow war, and earthquakes." Since World War II, have increased more and more, and heavier and bigger. I guess uh, stronger on the Richter scale than's ever been. And sometimes we have more devastation of earthquakes since World War II than we've ever had. Go back and study it. I see documentary of these things all the time. I don't even ask for them; they just pop up. Sometimes and I see them, and I'm interested. And I listen to them. And uh, you know, say yourself, earthquakes. Now they're looking for earthquakes to happen everywhere. It's not even much of a surprise now to have earthquakes. Is he going to continue even into the tribulation? Because there's going to be what they call the great earthquake. That's going to it's going to settle and roll mountains around. Somebody, you really believe all that? It's in the Bible. What am I supposed to do? Matter of fact, you're going to find it in Revelation. I mean, in Matthew here, he's going to tell us about it. We're not going to get there today. I know that, and I'm sorry. No, get there, but it's there. And then it says, right in verse eight, all these are the beginning of sorrows. So these are signs of the end of the age. Things are going to cause famines and things. And so these are just general things that's going to happen. It lets us know we're in the last. I get so amazed Uh, something will happen and they'll say preacher I believe we're getting into the last days don't you? and I said where you been all your life? we are in the last days I don't believe it's coming I believe it's here you know one of these days it's going uh, uh, it's, it's a good possibility we're close to the to the Lord's coming and I say hey 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 what do you back. think I'm saying when I'm sitting in the pulpit if the rapture took place today seven years from now can be Armageddon yep. and the lord putting his foot on the mount of olives now I don't he may extend that time I don't know but when the you know what's going to tell us and uh what's going to trigger it all off the rapture yeah see when the rapture Comes, change is coming. And it won't be the same world we're in today. You said, when's the rapture coming? Amen. At God's appointed time, right on time. Amen. I know I got that right. (laughs) Amen. I mean, I'm so, uh, what do you call that? uh, I'm, I'm such a theologian. I've got that right, boy. He's coming right on time. He won't be a minute late nor a second early. Amen. Well, I believe we got that squared up. The people still, still trying. I heard a fellow the other day said it's going to happen, and, and he told he said it's going to happen in twenty forty-five. I said. I don't believe in date setters. I say, get out of here. I hope he comes before 45. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now, we can name that. But when the rapture change, or takes place, tribulation, it may last a little while. I mean, a tribulation may not start for a little while, but I don't believe it'll be long after the church is gone. That the tribulation start. starting. The reason I believe that is because I believe the Lord will hasten in the business of heal, uh, sealing them, one hundred forty-four thousand, and getting the gospel. Because now the earth is without a voice for God. God did pull silence between Matthew and and uh, Malachi, but I still believe there was a voice on the earth we still had prophets going up and down the country preaching nobody was listening but they were preaching what we, what we are understanding is God didn't speak for them 400 years He didn't speak with no new revelations but then here come Matthew and John the Baptist come out of the wilderness preaching and God spoke again Amen. I still believe them, them Jews are still going through the rituals are going through all this and they learn and they got away from God and God just shut his mouth and said, go ahead, do what you want to do. But God was speaking to that in his still small voice and his way of doing. Amen. You may not agree with me, but I believe that. I believe God has had a voice. And I believe as soon as the rapture takes place, God will soon he won't be talking to the church because the church is with with him. He won't be talking to sinners uh, except through them 144,000 and them two prophets of God. Amen. And so that's where it's going to come in at. Now, from verse number 9 down through verse 28, of Matthew 24 will be the list of events that will occur during the seven-year tribulation. From verse number nine down through verse 28, it's the events of the tribulation, the whole seven years, all of it. And then from verse number 9 through verse number 14 specifies the things that are going to happen on the first half of the tribulation. You heard me tell this, that there's tribulation and then there's what they call great tribulation. The earth is not going through tribulation now. It hasn't been going through it. Some believe that we are. But tribulation don't start until the rapture takes place. Now get that fixed in your mind. Amen. If you don't get that right now, and if you don't believe that there's a difference between the rapture and the revelation, or the rapture and the second coming, and if you ain't got that straightened out by now, Under what I've been teaching and preaching, I really don't have no hope for you. I don't know how to make it any plainer and clearer than I've made it. I'm talking about for the past years, and it's all come back. And every angle I've come at it comes back to the same thing. So it's high time that you marked it down that you've either got, you've either followed me wrong. And if you think you followed me wrong, you need to find somebody else to follow. And you have to put all your trust in. just. I put all my trust in what I'm preaching. I believe what I'm preaching. Amen. It may not all be right, but I believe it's right. And if I thought it was wrong, I'd try to change it to find out. And the area sometimes, uh, many times I say, Lord, I want to make sure I give this right. Yeah. I don't want to move on it. Because I'm, look. I'm under danger if I'm teaching you wrong. I'm going to have to face God for what I teach you. See, I'm not talking about things that's going to change your grocery bill. I'm talking about things that's going to change your eternity. And I want it right. I want you to know. And if you don't know, you're not going to help nobody else. You can't help yourself if you don't know what's right. If you believe I'm so far out and I'm not right with it, it's high time you quit listening to it. I mean, I'm not here to try to win people to believe what I believe. I'm here to preach what I believe is the truth of the Word of God. Oh, I I got deviated again.
1: You brought that up the other day. That burden is not just on you. That you have a particular burden, but we all have a, a high burden. Yeah,
0: you, you got to get burden. the right. You got to take the right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. I was thinking yesterday, and I was telling Megan about that burden that you faced exactly mm-hmm. the way yep. you just said it. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, is that I don't have any great. Uh, Ability to discern the meaning of the scripture other than yep. what God gives me, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like it is also my burden that if I see something in here that I believe is the proper uh, literal translation interpretation, that, and that that I should share that, even yep. if, if it's slightly different, because we're all trying to make sure that's that right. We're doing it right. So that's right. Just the bit with Nebuchadnezzar yep. or something else, yep. like the Apex I'm trying to use what I've been given, and I feel yeah. like yesterday that, that if I do what I'm supposed to do, then more will be given to sure. me sure. if I'm in the will of God. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, so, that's over. Over.
0: yeah. But we've all, but see, it's y'all's responsibility too, on the other hand, to make sure you're listening to somebody that's telling you right. right. Yeah. And you need to believe in them, or you're not going to, you're not going to. Don't tell them wrong. That's right. You don't want to tell them wrong either. Yeah. Yeah. And we all gonna face God with that. Now I'm not too sure I understand. Uh, you say the great the tribulation, then
2: the great tribulation. Mm-hmm. Um
0: be, I've got the verses and, and I got my scripture. Well I hadn't got there, I'm fixed to come there in just okay, a little bit. Yeah, I don't know where I'll get it done be today, better. but I'll clear it. I all well, cleared. I was working on that now. The great tribulation is the last half. That's when the trouble comes. The great, the tribulation is when the rapture takes place. The tribulation sets in. It won't set in before then. That's why I'm trying to get you to understand first. You don't see people say we're all going. church going to go through the tribulation. We're going to go through half of it. We're going. We and some will say we ain't going through none of it. Amen. And the tribulation can't start. It can't start to the churches out here because God has not given us to wrath. Amen. Revelation 3. Uh, is it 2.10 or 3.10? something? We've not been given to wrath. We're a uh, heavenly people with a heavenly promise. The Jews are earthly people with an earthly promise. And God told them there's going to be, under tribulation, a time of Jacob's trouble like it's never been on the face of the earth. He has not told the church that. We're His bride. He's going to take us out of here. All right. So the tribulation starts and that's what I'm going to show you. The tribulation starts from verse number 9 and goes through verse 14 for the first half of it. There's some things that you can tell. I'm not going to cover all of them today. Uh, Boy, this is one of them studies we can sit here until 4 o'clock this afternoon and all of us wake up and go home. But, you know, and would not know much more than we did. But what I'm trying to say to you right now is that from verse number 9, we'll start the beginning of the tribulation. Now, the first half is called tribulation, but the last half is called the great tribulation. There's two different things. The first half of tribulation will be more and worse than what we are facing today. There will be more trouble. There will be more things happening. But you remember, and I want to tell you somewhere before verse number 9 or right at verse 9, middle of verse 9, or some point around verse 9, the Antichrist will be revealed. He will make a covenant. Let me see if I can give you this. Uh, Boy, I'm telling you what, the Lord sure has got me going to them places pretty quick. The Bible talks about the 70 weeks. But he says in verse number 27, 69 weeks has already happened. 69 weeks of years have done happened. We're only looking for seven more years to fulfill Daniel. That's going to take a while to get there. Ain't going to have, it's going to take seven years to get done. And he shall confirm the covenant. Who? That's the Antichrist. With many for one week. One week. So the Antichrist is going to confirm the covenant with the Jew with the Jewish people for one week have you remembered this I've said that there has to be a war I'm getting ahead of myself in Matthew there has to be a war for him to Declare. declare peace it's got to be a world war for him to declare peace with the whole world and that's actually what I believe he'll do according to what I read from the scripture and the reason is because we got Jews in America We've got Jews and uh, all the other countries. And all of them are not going to go back to Israel up front. They will eventually. I'm ahead of us again. But he says, and he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And then he says, and in the midst of the week, in the midst of the seven years... He shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. So that tells me there's going to be a temple. They're going to have sacrifice. They're going to have oblation, just like the Old Testament saints had been doing when Daniel wrote this. You see it? That's pretty plain. And for the overspread and the abomination, he shall make it desolate. What do you say is going to make desolate? A house of God. And that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. And that's where the tribulation sets in. So what he's done here, Daniel nine twenty seven is the key verse to listening and following the instruction of Matthew 24. You remember, he says in verse 24, 70 weeks are determined upon the people, upon thy people, the Jew. And upon thy holy city, Jerusalem, to finish the transgression and to make an end of the sins and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. Three of those have already happened at Calvary. That is uh, where he worked on it and and actually happened on the earth too. Because he's uh, determined upon the people, upon thy holy city, Jerusalem, when he destroyed the temple and the the city, to finish the transgression. He's done that. And to make an end of sins, Calvary. That's done. But these other three, three things, one is to have everlasting righteousness brought in. That ain't here yet. And to seal up the vision of prophecy in other words to get to the place where there will never be another prophecy written all the prophecies have not been fulfilled they're still open and that's still yet to come and to anoint the most holy we have never anointed Christ as the Lord God King of kings and Lord of lords now you see that that's where you get this out of Daniel so that's important. All this is important. And he goes down there to tell all of it. gets this thing. So he comes over. Now going back to Matthew. Verse 9 says, Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted. I've heard preachers preach. That that's what's going to happen in our day of grace. We will not have tribulation. We may have some persecution. We have some of that. There's a difference between persecution... And tribulation. That's something you need to study enough in your Bible to find out what the difference between persecution and tribulation is. Look them up, get your definition. Look them up each time it's mentioned in the Bible. Sometimes uh, we are we're we're calling tribulation uh, that should be called persecution. Sometimes we get it backwards. But we are not people that's going to go under the judgment of God constantly. We're people that God is judging now. God's given seven judgments in the Bible. and I don't have time to give you those seven judgments. But he's going to judge the saints at the judgment seat of Christ after we're raptured out of here. All right? Then he said, and shall kill you. Now... I've said that we may get the place we have to give our life we've had it before in this earth and on this country they burned the saints of God at the stakes they fed them to the lions they in the reformation and all in the dark ages we've done had that on the earth but that was not tribulation that was persecution and churches suffered all those things and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake now he's talking to the Jew here Now, what's happening? The Jew is being hated, amen, for Christ's sake. That's why they're hated. God give you one verse of Scripture to tell you why everybody's against the Jew. Right here it is. They're hating them because of his namesake, Christ. It's not the Jew they hate. They hate the Jew's God, Yahweh. Amen. Now, they don't know him as Jesus, amen. There may, I, I watched something this morning before uh, I got ready to get ready, and uh, that was um, uh, that the Jew is still today looking for God to intervene. They're praying for God to intervene. They do not know God, but they're praying because they're going on the past God that they've had, and they've watched Him perform miracles, and it even said that they're looking for God to bring a miracle. To this war that's in Israel right now. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Right. They're praying to God, but they don't know the God that they're praying to. They're praying for Messiah, but they don't know Him. They don't know He's done come. He he, huh? Yahoo or whatever
1: his name is, does he believe that way too?
0: Well, you got to be a Jew. I listen to him. I, I've never heard him talk about Jesus Christ. Well, that okay. Messiah, that, settles <laughs> that settles it. That settles it. When when they when they learn, they'll be naming Messiah Jesus. they they're somewhere they, you see what they're doing? They're standing for the right, they think. They don't know the right. They know the right, God, but they don't know him and the free pardon of sin through the Son. And you know God and not know Jesus, and you're lost. Right. You're on your way there. You believe in God. That's why Jesus said to the Jew. uh, John 14. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Right. They
1: wouldn't have a chance if they was not on their
0: side. No. Amen. So he said, They shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. They are. Amen. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. You're finding, and this is where we're saying we're in uh, the early stages of this because we've got more anti-Semitism than we've ever had. Uh, They've been talking about us against the blacks and the whites and the different races. But let me tell you, I've never seen a whole world that's so far against Israel as I have in my day right now. And anti-Semitism, nobody's going to enforce that. Nobody's going to do anything about that. They can't even make up their mind they're going to fire uh, the presidents of the colleges for all that going on. They're trying to soft cover, it. they're trying to chocolate cover uh, everything today and say the Jew don't need to live. It's not the Jew they hate, it's the God of the Jew that they hate.
1: The What's all this about? They're turning against Christmas and nativity scenes and the, you know. They've been doing that, that for years than-
0: too. Well, they they don't believe it. Uh, Well, that just shows you you wherever it's going on at. That just shows you that that, that's anti-God. We're in an anti-God world. It's going
2: to get worse and
0: worse. That's why they don't like... The hated people is the Jew and the Christian. They'll get rid of the Christians pretty soon. We'll leave it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. (laughs) But the thing about it is they're going... They want to try to get rid of the Jew in Nile. They don't think he own, he owns any point. Have you noticed that they're saying that the Jews has stolen their land over there? Yeah. And every time I do that, I turn to Revel, I mean to Genesis 12 and read it again. And God said in chapter 17, too, that you look and this is going to be you and your lands. They are infringing on Jewish rights. You they with me? Don't
1: have that part of the yeah. Bible.
0: Yeah, they got that part. They don't read it. They're just like people in America. They don't read it either. <laughs> They're just like us. Human flesh is human flesh. I don't care what color you put on it or what religion you put on it. Right, Tony? And Jesus says, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how would I have taken you as a chick, you know, put you on my wings and Amen. That's what he's still saying today, and he's saying, "I will not rest." That shows you the long suffering of God. I will not rest till one day, you call me, blessed. Amen. It's
1: gonna
0: be wonderful to see his face one day when. Brian Amen. I'll be a glowing too. <laughs> He'll be glowing, and I'll be reflecting him. And I praise God for it. So now we get down to verse number 11. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. That's going to happen tremendously in the tribulation, the first part of it. Because the devil is going to send out his. He's not going to let 144,000 Jews and two servants from God in in the heavens on this earth and him not try to deceive. He's out to deceive. And he's going to do it. And he's going to send his little core. That's why I say there'll be the greatest revival in the early part of the tribulation. Those Jews will be going everywhere preaching. Them hundred forty—I mean, them two witnesses will be preaching and the power of God is going to be around and they're going to be scared of them. And they're going to be, dominate the country, the world. Now the two, two witnesses will be in Jerusalem over there in the Holy Land with the people. But those 144,000 to be around the world. That'd be the first time we've ever had a worldwide revival, to my knowledge, in the Scripture. But he said that they'd... I used to say, we're going to preach to the rest of the world before the Lord comes. And then the Lord reminded me one day, we preached to, er, to the around the world during the days of the Pentecost back there. When our whole church went out, it's already been preached to. You can preach to it today, but tomorrow... You're gonna have some born that ain't been preached to yet. That's
1: right. But why preacher said
0: that. Yeah. Well, I preached that, that too, but I didn't understand all that like I do now. Well, and I'm going Those those boys are gonna do it. And where in the Bible does it say that the church is going to uh, win the world? He said, preach to them. The church has done. Uh, actually, we've lost ground. As long as the church has been on the earth, you'd think that the majority of the world is Christian, but it's not. It's just a little small part. And that number's dropping every day. When you put all this together, no wonder we should be so disturbed and upset about the way the church is running. Amen? Amen. I, 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 uh, uh, let me just mention this. We tried to get you out of here. Amen. I can sit here and do this all evening. It's just like eating to me. Right? Matter of fact, I ain't even got hungry yet. But when I get through, I'll be wanting to find something to eat. All right. And many prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. Just by the, by the way of saying and coming by, I'm not going to keep you to the, to the 28 verses of Matthew. I'm going to find me a stopping place here because I have to start again. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. We're seeing that even in our day today. Yeah. Yeah. But in the first half of the tribulation, it's going to get worse and worse. One, there's not going to be no Christians here. They're called out. And ever, and America's going to have the same problem that the Jews got today. They're not going to accept the fact. After the church has been called out, they're not going to recognize Jesus Christ as Messiah either. Because they've done rejected Him and the Lord will put on them strong delusion. Although I heard a preacher say this uh, this past week, he said, I listen to a lot of preachers, not much of them. Because some of them don't hold my attention over five minutes. But uh, what I'm saying is they uh, he said that the church is going to be uh, called out and he don't, he don't, he don't say nothing about the strong delusion that I've preached. You, you've seen it; it's plain as day in, in, your, in your mind. But he says those in the tribulation, since you've done come through the church age, you're going to be well enough to know what's going on, and therefore I believe some of you'll get right with God. I don't believe that. I believe they rejected Christ, and when you rejected Christ. I believe you rejected Christ and you sealed your own destination. It's just like I believe if they ever take the mark of the beast in the tribulation, they've sealed their doom. We have a lot of mental illness. Uh Huh? We already
1: have a lot of mental illness.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: That made that strong delusion.
0: I don't... that could bring, open up and I ain't going to stop and comment on that much, but I'm going to say this one thing. I don't believe we have as much mental problems in America as we do devil problems and demons. Yeah. I believe people yeah. have been deluded yeah. with Satan and satanic ways, and I believe they, they've got a strong delusion in that sense not to even give her... Their heart is hardened. Yeah, You take a, a homosexual that believes... Uh, that he's opposite of what God or she's opposite of what God made them. It's hard for me to understand. That's not mental illness. That's sin. To think of a as because he's a drunkard he don't do right and he blames it on liquor. It's sin. Mm-hmm. He don't have a disease problem. He has a sin problem.
1: Well, preacher, after uh, the rapture and believers of God the people that are left here for the tribulation are
0: they not gonna realize where we are? Yeah. They're gonna see it everything they and they're gonna take it on like worlds change now. <laughs> they're not
1: gonna
0: see, the they the see it as a they see a spiritual thing in the Bible. Hey,
1: I mean, it looks like
0: they'll they hey, Why don't they wake up now? Know, Can't tell me. How come we don't wake up now? Why don't well why don't they hey, I should go out and go to town and stop and see five people between them and there and find out that people w- opened their mind right quick and they're all hallelujah and praising God. It, got, it don't work we that way. Say,
2: they must not be as many, uh,
0: going Absolutely. As we think they That's are. right. And I believe that. that. They notice. Some people go to church. If it happens on Sunday morning, go home and can't figure out what happened. Uh, some people
1: don't know the bible enough to know they they, they don't called?
0: know and uh, they've they've been well he goes right back here they've been deceived by the same one that's going to deceive them in the first part of the tribulation comment be tony
2: be a sad day
0: huh it loads your heart don't it
2: i'll tell you go ahead i'm I'm glad I'm not going through
0: none of it. I am too. (laughs) too. And then it said, but he that shall endure unto the end, same shall be saved. In the tribulation, that's what they're going to have to do is endure. Mm -hmm. Amen. Because if they ever take that mark of the beast, they're done. Mm -hmm. But now I'm not talking about those that hadn't hadn't heard the gospel. They've done done heard the gospel. That's going to be... Maybe someone
2: may
0: change. If they've done heard the gospel, they won't. Mark her down. They won't get a chance to change? Nope. Not if they've heard the gospel. Okay. That's like saying, Lord, right here, I defy you, I hate you, I despise you, I don't want... Can't. How long are you going to be able to say that? And there's people that got turned off today. Tony will probably agree with me. If you don't, uh, me and him need to discuss it. But there's people today that have grown, gone up past the deadline.
2: Yes, sir. They caught Yes, I
0: read. Yeah. Read Romans chapter 1. God th- give them over to All the, uh, that's right. God turns them over to reprobate mind. What's going to change that? If God turned them over to a reprobate. If God turned them over, if they turned themselves over to reprobate mind. There's a good chance that they could get in. But when God turns them over to a reprobate, you know what a reprobate is? He's an infidel. That's what he is. Don't believe nothing God's got to say. What did you what? God could turn you over
1: to a reprobate mind. Yeah, it says it. Romans 1. I, I, I recognize that, but what does that mean?
0: Do that remember? means when God turns you over to reprobate mind, I'm through you. with you. I'm not speaking to you no more. I'm not talking to you no more. you can hear preaching all you want to. I know the preacher's wife that was lost, and she died lost, and she said under a great man of God, he was my pastor, but she said, and they said, Tell me about that. She said, how come you went with him and lived with him all these years and you have not gotten saved? She said, well, God don't speak to me. She said, I don't know what conviction is now. I do know what conviction was when I was a young girl. God spoke to me, told me to get saved. The Holy Spirit would get a hold of me. I felt guilty. I felt like I was going to hell. I knew I was going to hell, but I refused God in every service. And now... I hear preachers preach and even though they're preaching under power I don't feel one thing. No, it's it's no. just noise. So sad. She died and went to hell without God.
2: Even that head is head head. That is so-
0: but let me tell you the world's full of that. Yeah. Yeah. They can go to church yeah. have a King James Bible and read it, sing songs oh, and then be a reprobate. Scary. Tell us Tony. Yep. So Huh? You see the thing about this is, y'all.
2: God only has to speak
0: once. Once. He's not obligated to speak to you twice. I believe God's obligated to speak once.
2: He who is often reproved. And hardened. in his neck.
0: Hardened his heart, yeah.
2: Harden his heart. I know suddenly,
0: where you're at, I'm gonna go over. Proverbs, Proverbs yeah.
2: suddenly be cut down. Yeah. And that was you got out. it there in the middle. No, I was looking for it. But you know, I heard a preacher one time on tape uh, talking about that same thing. He was witnessing to a feller that lived a bad life. And the guy's testimony was this, preacher. He said, you know, preacher, he said, I'm going to be honest with you. God spoke to me one time. And he said, I mean, he really spoke. And I should have
1: moved.
0: And he did. He said he ain't
2: spoke to me. Since. That's right. That was years down the road.
0: Somebody says God would do it. But he's He's not told you he'll speak every time. But once. Look what he says here in Proverbs. That's where you is turning, yeah. right? 1, tw- twenty, 23. Turn ye at my reproof.
2: Yeah.
0: God's uh, reproof is when I warn you, correct you. Tell you, it said, Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. That's conviction. I will make known my words unto you. Verse 24, because I have called and ye refused. I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. That's what Jesus was praying there in the 23rd chapter of Matthew. But ye have said it naught, naught's for nothing all my counsel, no good, and when none of my reproof. You wouldn't even listen to anything I had to say. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh, and it will. When your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, you know what that is, When distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me, for that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Now when that happens, you crossed over God's deadline. Has anybody ever heard of uh, J. Harold Smith? He, he has. God's three deadlines. All right. If you got access, Ooh. go on online and look up J. Harold Smith and look up, a, a, put God's it out by three it. God's Three Deadlines. That's when preachers used to preach.
2: I listened to it this week. Really. Did I you mean? really? Yeah. yeah. I listened to it this week. Mm.
0: I've it, heard that sermon it, That every time.
2: message will change a saved
0: person.
2: What I yeah, mean, yeah, it yeah. put fire
0: in you. J. Harold Smith, God's Three Deadlines. Man. You, you ought to listen to that. Get your Bible and sit down there. Yeah. He'll shake you alive. Yes, sir. He'll get you busy. People pray afraid to preach that stuff now. Yeah. I ain't, I just ain't got so much, I ain't got time to preach all I need to preach. So
2: sad.
0: It is. Well, I'm going to close right there because when we get down to verse number 15 of, of Matthew, it's going to start the last half of the tribulation. Now, that's what we call the great tribulation. You'll see when we get in. it, yeah, it's great. It. Huh?
1: Said so we never did get
0: into it. <laughs> no, we just got the first half well, you, of the tribulation.
1: You're
0: talking about Daniel, too, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you all that this is a big thing. I don't know why it's not a big thing in most people's lives. Do you think, Tony? I've never heard of the
2: tribulation. Well, I've heard of the tribulation, but not the, great. the tribulation and the great tribulation.
0: Well, I'm finally glad you found a good place to come to to hear it. Me too. That's all I and say. Me too. Because I've heard it all my life, ain't you, Brother Tony? Yes, sir. Hey, did you ever heard it? I heard it, but I
1: never associated it with the, le- the first part being lesser than...
0: If you'd listen to people like I've listened to down through the years, J. Harold Smith, listen to uh, Harold B. Seitler. Uh, Dr. Oliver B. Green, uh, listen to uh, Mays Jackson, yeah, a and uh, listen like to men like that on a daily basis. And, and hey, before that was some even stronger than them. Every generation preachers have got slacker and cooler yeah. and it. colder and far away. Of, me. Huh? I believe it after
1: you listen to one of them, and you know, and then uh. you hear every day TV pastors or whatever. Mm. So much. Bless.
0: All right. We'll want to have a word of prayer and ask God's guidance on us. And first Saturday of next month, we'll be back here, Lord willing. I thank you for letting me preach and teach today. And uh, so I pray that the Lord will keep on giving us this. Because I love it. We need it. The world needs it. country needs it. One of these days, we'll lay the old book down. Shout it out for a while. You're tired of hearing me now. Just wait till we get to glory. You won't have to listen to me then. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. I hope you ain't going to walk around and say, I wish you'd have told the truth on me. and told it the way it was. I hope you don't do that. I hope you say, appreciate it. So let's pray. Father. We thank you today for a study in the Word of God. Lord, it's been a lot of things that we may not have comprehended, but Lord, we've heard. Somehow, Lord, I pray you'd take the loose pieces of what we taught and preached today and put, bring them together Amen. now or in future days ahead of us. But Lord, help us not to be uh, doubtful of the word of God, Lord. This book was penned before we got here. We didn't even know there was a God before we got here, but you've taught us that. You showed us, and Lord, you taught us that you didn't want us to go through life without knowing anything. You give us such a library to study, to uh, earn, learn, and then practice. Help us, Lord, to practice it faithfully. Practice it lawfully. Practice it, Lord, literally, till you call us on. Lord, I pray that by the lesson today that we've been drawn closer to you. Lord, I pray by studying and praying today that we've been drawn where we need to be. And Lord, use us the rest of our days. And Lord, help us to rise up every morning and say, This is the rest, this is the first day of the rest of our lives help us to go out and live that way. While we watch and wait on you, we commit it all to you. Touch our services tomorrow. Touch the men of God. Touch Brother Tony. Touch his church. Touch his church family. And Lord, may it not be something more tomorrow that we just meet to have a gathering, but we meet to worship and that we magnify you in all we do. We give you the glory and the praise and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: Enjoyed it, breaker. I'll wait Amen. Didn't even have to leave early, did you? Please get oh, there. God, I just want to
0: hang <laughs> Amen. I still ain't hungry, but I'll be hungry in ten minutes. I guarantee you. <laughs>